and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope I'm having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. It is the week of September 4th, 2023. Hope you guys had a good, safe Labor Day weekend, the official end of summer. You guys know how sad that makes me, how much I love summer. We had uh, we had a couple more hot days this week. I was just looking at like the 10-day um, weather forecast and oh boy, next week we're going to get some high temperatures in the 60s and then it, it's here. that This hot weather is gone. Um, it, summer just goes so quick. I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's a Chicago thing, but it just goes so quick. But here I am ready to talk some Disney as always. If you're a returning listener, you guys know how this goes. You guys are the best. If you're a new listener, welcome to the show. I got to plug everything first here. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. It's all one word. You can find me on TikTok and YouTube as well. My Instagram, that's the big one. My DMs there are always open. Feel free to stop by and say hi. Let me know what you think of the show. If you have ideas for the show, topic ideas, suggestions, episode rankings, top 10 lists, anything like that. Uh, feel free to say hi. Or if you just want to stop by and tell me that you enjoy the show, uh, I always appreciate hearing that as well. If you could hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating and a review, I'd really appreciate it. If you do write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. And if you'd like to support me, support the podcast, you can do so. You can find the links in my Spotify homepage or in my Instagram bio. You guys know how much I love nostalgia. Last week, we talked all about Things at Disney that bring back the memories. There were so many good ones. Uh, I asked you guys on Instagram as well, you know, what were some things that brought back the memories for you guys? And we had a lot of similar ones. And that's the thing about Disney. It's one of those places that just kind of sparks those memories. It can bring back a rush of emotions and memories and feelings. You know, maybe that you could be walking, you know, through Disney and, and, hear a sound or see something that instantly, you know, transports you back to when you were 10 years old. And I don't know if there's many other places where you can get that feeling, at least for me, you know, that that's like the main one. You know, I go to Disney and I can walk down Main Street and picture myself walking down Main Street in 1999 with my family, with my grandpa, my grandma, my aunt, my cousins, like so many good memories um, are always kind of brought back when I'm on Disney property. You know, I think that's what partly makes it magical. You know, you could hear a sound like riding the monorail, you know, just hearing the, you know, please stand clear of the doors in English and Spanish. And you can boom, be transported back to when you were a kid, like all these good, you know, family memories and stuff. So that's what the episode's all about. You know, things at Disney that bring back the memories for you. You guys know how nostalgic I am. I love talking about the past and, you know, the good old days, if you will. And uh, so I, of course, had a lot of fun recording that one. If you haven't checked it out, feel free. It's available everywhere. This week's episode, I was trying to decide what I wanted to talk about. And I decided, yeah, you know what? I haven't talked about a Disney resort in a while. Let's talk about Disney's Port Orleans Riverside. Now, this is a resort that I think is pretty popular. I think a lot of us like it. Um, for me, I have, a again, if I'm going to get you know a little nostalgic, I have so many memories uh, attached to this resort because this is probably the one I stayed at the most when I was a kid going on our big family vacations. Before we get into it, I figured I might as well just talk about it now. I just saw a, uh, a post on Instagram. They were letting cast members do... Uh, previews of the new Moana attraction at Epcot. 
and I watched a couple of them. You know, I, I have some thoughts. I don't know if I'm going to do an entire episode on that. I don't know if I'll save it. Um, I will say it's interesting. Um, and the thing is now I feel like I, I almost have to look at these attractions no longer through my own eyes, but like through my son's eyes, if that makes sense. Like seeing what I saw today, the, my, my first thought was, wow, okay, um, this isn't for me. But then it's like, hey, you know, I have a newborn son. This is probably something that he'll enjoy in a few years. You know, I'm sure he'll be a fan of Moana the movie. You know, it looks cool, you know, for kids. I feel like kids will find it very cool and interesting. But for me, as a 33-year-old adult, you know, doesn't really do anything for me. I would have much rather preferred some sort of Moana attraction. I really enjoyed that movie. I like the Hawaiian theme and vibes. You know, I love the rock. I kind of was hoping it would get like a maybe like some sort of water attraction, maybe a water ride. Maybe you make, you would have, you know, made that Splash Mountain instead and get, given Princess and the Frog its own attraction. I don't know. I feel like they could have done more still, even after what I saw. But we'll see. Um, if you if you haven't seen it, uh, I'm sure you'll see videos popping up all over Instagram and Twitter uh, of the new previews. But that's enough for this intro. Let's get this episode started. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board! For this week's episode, we're talking Disney's Port Orleans Riverside Resort, and I'm going to keep it strictly to Riverside. Uh, You guys obviously know that there's Port Orleans Riverside and Port Orleans French Quarter, pretty much just for content reasons, maybe down the road I I can do a separate episode on it. This one's just going to be strictly on Riverside alone. And like I mentioned earlier in the intro, I have a lot of memories and kind of feels attached to this resort. It's crazy to think about that this is probably the one I stayed at the most growing up as a kid. My whole family, nine of us would go. We'd get two rooms, you know, with the conjoining, the the door in the middle. We'd always just kind of keep it open and me and my sister and my cousins could, you know, go back and forth and play and everything like that. But Port Orleans Riverside wasn't always Port Orleans Riverside. You know, many of you probably know this, but when it first opened way back in 1992, as part of the, the Disney decade, Michael Eisner was just on a roll on, you know, opening up. MGM Studios and opening up new resorts and water parks like he was just hitting you know something was opening up like seems like non-stop it opened it was called Dixie Landings it was Disney's Dixie Landings Resort and that's what I knew it as that's where we stayed and again just a lot of memories attached to the name and, and the resort that was Dixie Landings they changed the name officially in 2001 to Disney's Port Orleans Riverside pretty much just combining it with Port Orleans French Quarter and creating one kind of big Port Orleans complex. Now, Disney never really, um, you know, stated why they were changing it. I think maybe they wanted to just kind of merge the two. They were right next to each other. They had similar theming, you know, just make it one name, make it one resort type. You know, some, some articles said that they wanted to kind of distance themselves from the Dixie Landing names as it had some kind of connections to like the slavery era like plantations and stuff 
you know, Port Orleans Riverside, as much as I love Dixie Landings, you know, it, it is just a name. You know, the resort is pretty much the same. Um, now that, you know, we're, we're older and grown up and, you know, it's been changed for over 20 years. It just kind of makes you nostalgic to think like, oh, Disney used to have, you know, this hotel named Dixie Landings. But Port Orleans Riverside, still love it the same. Um, you know, when, when they merged it, 2001, that was a weird time for Disney as well. You know, September 11th was kind of affecting uh, the economy and travel. And uh, this is right around the time that uh, Pop Century was being built and kind of abandoned. So, you know, maybe that had something to do with it as well. Like, oh, we'll just, you know, kind of change the name and kind of rejuvenate the resort. You know, like I mentioned, it is a uh, kind of New Orleans themed resort. You know, French Quarter and Riverside are kind of like the two different parts of New Orleans. You have obviously the French Quarter, the popular part, the Mardi Gras spot, and then kind of the kind of more um, old timey historic New Orleans, you know, Disney has always kind of had this love for New Orleans, you know, whether it's the, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean kind of theme in Disneyland or um, New Orleans Square, you know, they, they love New Orleans, this hotel kind of fit, I think it fits perfectly on property, and I think it's a, you know, a popular resort, it's a moderate resort, and I know for me personally, when I'm kind of looking at the moderate resorts, I think this one's my favorite. You know, you have the uh, the two Port Orleans resorts. You have Disney's Caribbean Beach and Disney's Coronado Springs. Caribbean Beach, I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, I, I liked the old food court area. I thought the pool was kind of cool. Didn't really like the rooms, like with the theming. Like it was either pirate themed or like Little Mermaid theme, I think. Or uh, something like that. Or Finding Nemo, something like that. Um, you know, when I stayed there and like we, when I stayed there, we stayed in a building that was so far away from the lobby. It just bothered me so much because, you know, I'm a guy, I like to kind of wake up, walk down to the food court, you know, grab a coffee, grab some food, hang around there, you know, walk back to the room if I have to. We had to drive to the food court and that is just absolutely a buzzkill for me. Um, so that was kind of a, um, kind of a deal breaker for me there. And Coronado Springs, you know, I've only stayed there one time. And it's nice, um, you know, I just haven't stayed there enough to really love it. Um, you know, I think separate f from um, Riviera, you know, it, it's a nice hotel. I just have always kind of preferred Port Orleans Riverside. I just like the theming a little more. It just kind of has that more kind of homey feel to it. Port Orleans Riverside is split into kind of two sections, Magnolia Bend and Alligator Bayou. And since I was a little kid, we stayed in uh, Alligator Bayou. And I think just because of the name, like, I just always loved it. I just thought it was a cool name. You know, Gators, Bayou, you know, just really felt like you were in New Orleans. So I want to cover some of the food options here. Uh, the first one is the Riverside Mill Food Court. Your kind of typical Disney food court area. I've always enjoyed it. I'm um, just kind of looking at the menu. Breakfast, they have some of the, uh, the usual, you know, ham and cheese omelet. A loaded tacho bowl, which sounds good. Western omelet, Mickey waffles, bacon, egg, and cheese, bagel sandwiches. And uh, maybe their specialty here for breakfast are the vanilla pancakes served with bacon and sausage. The tacho bowl sounds really good as well. It's potato barrels with scrambled eggs, cheddar, sausage, gravy, and bacon. And what I love about this food court is just the theming and style of it. It has that big wooden mill in the middle of it, and, and it just has a... A really nice kind of homey feel feel to it. You know, you've you've heard the phrase 
southern hospitality um and you just kind of feel that when you walk into this this food court it's one of those like no matter how crowded it is it just kind of always seems kind of quiet and relaxing it's weird i don't know maybe that's just me but that's how i've always felt about it this is one of those food courts even when we weren't staying here once i got older and i was going on trips with my uh, you know my parents and my sister just the four of us and whether we were staying at a different hotel and maybe we wanted to try a different food court, maybe we were staying somewhere that didn't have like a real food court, you know, like the Swan and Dolphin one, we weren't a huge fan of. You know, sometimes we'd drive over to uh, Port Orleans Riverside and eat at their food court. Sometimes we would stop after the parks. If we got out early enough, we'd stop by Riverside and we would get like a snack, you know, before bed. My mom was always big on that, uh, especially on vacation. She loved getting... Um, a little nighttime decaf coffee, as, you know, along with either like a brownie or a muffin, just something, you know, a nice little treat before bed. For their lunch and, uh, you know, dinner menus as well, a good variety, bacon cheddar cheeseburgers, grilled chicken sandwich, regular cheeseburger, chicken strips. They also have pizza and pasta. So if you want to eat healthy, um, you can get a salad as well, get your grilled chicken, uh, kind of some more specialty ones they have a honey barbecued pork sandwich which sounds good um, as well as they have like a ham and cheese sandwich and a pimento blt uh, a few different types of salads you can switch it up a little bit and then they have some specialty dessert items like going on right now like a plant-based monster cupcake or this more summer kind of graham cracker cake that sounds really good but the food court at port orleans riverside always been one of my favorites um, you know, and again, too, if you're staying there, I know I'm not talking about French Quarter, but if you're staying there and you're there for, you know, a week or a little longer and you're getting a little tired of your food court, guess what? You can just walk down to Port Orleans French Quarter and, you know, try a bunch of different foods at their food court, which again is a, is a huge benefit. I, I talked about it when I talked about my Art of Animation episode. It, it's underrated when you're that close to another resort because we would be eating at the Art of Animation maybe you get a little tired like hey let's switch it up a little bit let's walk over to pop century and eat in their food court you know stuff like that kind of helps keep things fresh during your trip the other place to eat here at riverside is boatwright's dining hall this is more of your casual sit down restaurant um you know uh, they serve it says here on the menu american cuisine casual again a definitely a southern kind of new orleans theme to it um it's themed pretty nice it's like an old like boat like factory or you know boathouse um you know right there on the sasagula river and again looking at the menu looks pretty good not gonna lie you know they got different appetizers french onion soup they have uh you know different salads the main courses they have something called the taste of the bayou which oh my god sounds amazing it's basically just like a giant platter different things you could try it has hickory smoked pork ribs, crispy Cajun chicken, smoked sausage, barbecue beef brisket, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, roasted corn with Cajun butter, and seasonal vegetables. That's, if I'm eating at Boatwright's, I can tell you right now, that's what I'm getting for sure. They also have um, Boatwright's Jambalaya, a New Orleans dinnertime favorite, slow-cooked spicy shrimp, sausage and chicken served with rice, crispy Cajun chicken. They have blackened prime rib. They have blackened salmon. So again... A good variety, a nice, you know, sit-down place, um, a more casual if you want to, you know, it's just a little, you know, a little, uh, not fancier, but, you know, you get like a wait staff, you can kind of sit down and relax a little bit ra rather than just eating at the food court. Of course, they have kids' menus, they have, uh, you could buy beer, alcohol, 
Um, they have, uh, their dessert menu there actually looks pretty good. They have something called the Mississippi Mud Creme Brulee. Milk chocolate creme brulee with a sable Breton cookie and fresh fruit. Southern cheesecake sounds amazing. Bananas foster bread pudding and peach blackberry cobbler. So not going to lie, just this restaurant is, has never really been on my radar. Again, I don't remember um, if we ever ate here. If we did, it was either something different or just like a, a regular maybe character breakfast or normal breakfast. But not going to lie, I kind of want to check it out. If you've eaten here, let me know. Shoot me a message on Instagram if it's as good as it sounds. You know, the prices don't seem too crazy either. You know, some of the main entrees, like the Taste of the Bayou, like that one is obviously going to be a little more expensive because it has, um, you know, just like a combination of different meats and stuff. But it looks like a nice place and I would definitely try it. It's just weird, like, for whatever reason, I just have a lot of memories um, about the food court here. Um, I know I talked about the menu and everything. I just remember, you know, staying here with my my family and just going down to the food court with my cousins and again like it seemed like almost every night we were going down there right before bed and grabbing like a snack before bed i remember getting like a chocolate milk and either a cupcake or for me personally like i'm i'm big into chocolate chip cookies like those are my weakness i could eat those every day so like usually my go-to at disney if i want a late night snack i'm going even to this day at 33 years old i'll get myself a nice nest quick chocolate milk uh, with a chocolate chip cookie or maybe a brownie. I'm not opposed to that, but a place like Port Orleans, you know, they always kind of had some different things like cheesecakes and stuff, which I always enjoyed. I just remember walking down there, hanging out with my cousins. The, the giant wooden mill is just kind of imprinted in my brain. It really sticks out and kind of sets it apart. So those are like the two main food options at Port Orleans Riverside. Uh, you get a good variety, you know, whether it's the food court or you want a more casual sit-down place at Boatwright's. Other amenities at Port Orleans Riverside, got to talk about the pools. Their main pool has a cool name. It's called um, Old Man Island. Like at this point in my life, I feel like I belong there on Old Man Island. But, you know, it's a nice, it's like their main signature pool over there, kind of by the lobby. Um, I believe it has a really nice water slide as well. I remember riding that a bunch when I was a kid. And, you know, I, I think I've talked about a lot on these episodes. Like we would do a lot of swimming when we were kids going to Disney, especially staying at like Dixie Landings, Port Orleans, like we took advantage of those pools. And most of the time though, um, we did a lot of night swimming. We would, you know, after we spent all day and night at the parks, we'd come back to the hotel. We wouldn't go to bed. We would go down to the pool. And back then, especially, they never really enforced the pool hours. So we'd be at the pool, you know, at 11, 12, 12, 30, one o'clock in the morning, like just having fun, you know, a bunch of kids, our whole family there, um, you know, wrestling in the pool. We'd bring all of our pool toys, dive toys, balls. You know, my, my aunt used to drive down and she'd pack her van. And, uh, you know, we had like these giant inflatable things like this. Uh, my cousin had like this inflatable whale. Um, and we had this like inflatable alligator that you could like sit on and ride in the pool. We would play with those in the pool. Like it was just so much and fun. You know, and you know what, to be honest, we always kind of took advantage of all of those other smaller pools rather than, you know, the main pool that's always by the lobby. Like a lot of these moderate deluxe resorts, you know, um, you know, certain the, the especially the bigger resorts, you'll have like a different option to go to. So, you know, if you're far away from the lobby, you don't have to walk all the way down to the lobby to use the main pool. 
you know, maybe, maybe that one's a little too crowded. There's one closer to your room and, you know, it won't be as fancy and have all the amenities, but hey, it's still a pool. You can still have fun. Your kids can still have fun. You know, honestly, those are the pool to this day that I kind of enjoy more. Um, you know, when we've stayed at Art of Animation, they have like their big main Finding Nemo pool, you know, right outside the main lobby. We usually stay in the cars section of the hotel. So we just, you know, swim by the cars, um, the cars pool. It's like the cozy cone pool. You've got a bunch of cones. You can set up shop there. It's never that crowded. It's not as crazy, you know, chaotic in the water. You know, kids, kids love to swim. Kids love to splash and play. And, you know, sometimes if you just want to relax by the pool, uh, if you go to that main um, signature pool, probably isn't the best option. Even at Saratoga Springs, um, you know, the main pool is cool. You know, it has a couple hot tubs. It's very nice right next to the lobby, right next to the food. But the smaller pools, you know, we have just just as much fun there as we do at the main ones. You know, it's a little more private, um, a little more secluded, you know, a little quieter. You can kind of go down to those smaller side pools and kind of relax more rather than, you know, play around in the pool, if that makes sense. So I've always appreciated those, especially, you know, back in the day, staying at Alligator Bayou, we were always in those pools at night, swimming, you know, wrestling with each other, wrestling with my dad, you know, playing catch riding on our giant inflatables so those are those are some really great memories that took place at disney and like didn't even involve the parks you know it's it's crazy how something like night swimming um at disney just uh, left such a big impact on my life as far as other amenities go they do have an arcade uh at port Orleans riverside i think it's called like the medicine hall arcade and it's one of those things like i don't know i feel like i'm kind of out of the loop like I don't know if kids care about arcades anymore. I really don't, you know. Um, I'll, I'll definitely find out in the next few years, you know, as my son gets older. But for me as a kid, you know, growing up in the 90s, like, arcades were still a huge deal. You know, we didn't have, um, you know, PlayStation 5 where you could play with your friends and play with people around the world and the graphics were insane. You know, we didn't really have that. We had, you know, we had Nintendo and PlayStation, you know, N64, all that but it wasn't the same. Like going to the arcade was, it was like a, an adventure in itself. It was a trip in itself going to an arcade. You know, they had games there at the arcades that you couldn't like get that experience anywhere else. You know, the racing games, like the shooting games, Time Crisis, um, sports games that, that you couldn't get for, you know, Nintendo, um, you know, air hockey, stuff like that. Like going to the arcades was always a big deal for me. And, you know, we had some places around here um, growing up. We had this place called Enchanted Castle. Uh, it was like a pretty much just like a giant, like, fun center. They had um, arcade games. They had laser tag. They had, um, you know, like a giant, like, jungle, uh, like an like a indoor play area. It's pretty much like a Chuck E. Cheese. Um, but other than that, like, the main place I would play, you know, these arcade games was at Disney World. We looked forward to it and every year my dad would um, give me and my sister and my cousins like $20 in quarters that he saved up from work and he'd give up give us these rolled quarters like $20 worth and we were able to play as many arcade games as we wanted back in the day when it ran off quarters or tokens you know not now with like the digital cards and stuff and like oh my god we would have so much fun and I, I talk about it a lot like growing up like we'd always do our last day at the Magic Kingdom 
And we would spend our last night at the arcade at the Contemporary after the park closed. We'd go to the Contemporary Arcade, the game room there. I think it was open 24 hours. And they had prizes you could redeem. This was back in the day. It was on the first level of the lobby where the Wave restaurant was, where I uh, was at Steakhouse 71. Like, the arcade was in there. And it was a lot of fun. So the Disney Port Orleans Riverside Arcade, you know, I, I went in there a few years ago. You know, it's it's... It's a nice size. It seems like they have a good amount of games. It seems like you know, if you have kids who enjoy video games and maybe it's a rainy day, maybe you have an off day, you, know, you can kind of head down to the arcade and have them kind of you know, have some fun, play some games, blow off some steam there. So they do have an arcade. Again, I don't know. I'm out of the loop. You know, maybe kids don't care about this anymore. But me personally, I wouldn't mind going to the arcade, you know, playing some games, maybe play some uh, NBA Jam or Cruising USA or Guitar Hero, I think that's like a newer one uh, that they would definitely have. I do wish, though, that uh, Riverside had a fitness center. I know um, for the majority of people, working out while you're at Disney is the last thing on your mind. And I get it. Trust me, I, I definitely get it. Like, I, I love working out. My wife loves working out. We're both huge fitness people. Even when we go to Disney and we stay at, like, Saratoga Springs, we're not working out every day, guys. Like, trust me, we're not doing that. But... I've always enjoyed working out on vacation. Um, it's just, especially at Disney, it's like kind of combining my, you know, favorite things in life. Um, and again, it's like days like, you know, maybe you have a day where you get to sleep in and just hang around the pool area and go into the parks at night. You know, maybe you have an off day from the parks. Like I like kind of going to the fitness center, getting a good workout in and then going to the pool, using the hot tub, just kind of relaxing, unwinding. I've always enjoyed doing that. And you know, as of now, like Disney only has fitness centers at the deluxe resorts. You know, I would like to see maybe them add fitness centers to these moderate resorts. If anything, it just kind of adds to the property. Like we're paying, you know, a good amount of money for these resorts. Even the value resorts at this point, like aren't really value resorts. Like the moderate resorts are going to cost you a lot. And I would like to see them add some more amenities. Like they have a pool. And an arcade, like it, it, they should be able to offer you a little bit more, whether it's, you know, a fitness center or other recreation stuff. Um, I think it would be pretty cool. You know, I, I would love to, you know, stay there, get a workout in, you know, go hang out in the pool, go hang out in the hot tub. That's just kind of how I am. So it would be pretty cool. Um, but, you know, again, working out on vacation is not the uh, number one priority. Probably the biggest feature we do have to mention about Port Orleans Riverside is that you can get to Disney Springs by boat. Like, that's pretty cool. That's a big plus. That's a big positive for choosing this resort over some of the others. Now, I know Caribbean Beach, I believe, now has the Skyliner, right? Um, so, Port Orleans and, you know, maybe they're a little out of the loop. But being able to take a boat down the Sasagula River, take it down to Disney Springs, spend the day there. You don't have to worry about taking a bus. You don't have to worry about, you know, getting in the rental car, driving, parking. Just kind of a nice leisurely walk to the, the boat station, the boat dock, and ride that boat. It's a nice ride. It's it's a cool view. It, it Again, it does kind of feel like you're going down like the shores of some river in, uh, you know, Louisiana, New Orleans. And the Sasagula is a, is a cool name. My aunt actually named her dog uh, Sasagula. We call her Sassy for short. So that kind of tells you how big of Disney people we are. Again, you know, being that close to Disney Springs is a huge perk. You know, maybe, maybe you want to head over there for lunch. Maybe you want to go 
you know, stop there after a night at the parks. Like being able to just hop on a boat um, is, is very convenient. It's very cool. It adds a little bit of um, prestige, I think, to the property when you can get to another Disney um, you know, location via you know, their transportation, whether it's a Skyliner or a boat. And you know, sometimes waiting for those buses and getting on, on and off the bus is a hassle. Um, the boat is a lot easier, more calm, and honestly, it's, it's a nice ride. But that pretty much sums up my, uh, my review, if you will, of Disney's Port Orleans Riverside. You know, it's, it's a great moderate hotel. If I'm choosing a moderate hotel, that's the one I'm choosing. You know, the rooms are nice. The theming is nice. Very homey. That Southern comfort vibe. Louisiana, New Orleans vibes. Um, you know, I like the food court. I like the pools. I like, I, I like that the property is, it's not that big where you feel like it's, you know, a far walk everywhere. You know, like Caribbean Beach. When I stayed there, I, like driving to the food court is a is a no for me. That like that's not happening. I like being able to walk around. I want to walk to the food court. I want to be able to walk to you know French Quarter. I want to be able to you know take a boat to Disney Springs. I like being close uh, to other Disney locations and being able to get to these places, Disney Springs, even French Quarter. You know maybe you want to maybe you have a taste for some beignets and you want to just walk down there and get some of those. Like it, it's a great perk of staying at the resort. The food options are good. And me personally, my, my biased opinion, you know, I have a lot of good memories there of when it was Dixie Landing, staying there with my, my big family, you know, getting the two conjoining rooms with the door open in the middle so we could like communicate and play and, uh, you know, run around all that stuff. I remember we were staying at Dixie Landings. I'll never forget it. Um, I'm probably like five or six years old, staying in Alligator Bayou. And first of all, there were frogs everywhere. I couldn't believe it. I've never seen so many frogs in my life. That was one thing. But two, I remember my grandpa scaring the crap out of me because he told us a story how there was like this Bigfoot creature loose in Orlando that was called Stink Bear. And we were staying in Alligator Bayou, which was like just the name alone just kind of makes it sound a little creepy. You know, there's a lot of like trees and bushes around and like I was so scared that there was like this stink bear Bigfoot creature walking around the Dixie Landings Resort in 1996. I remember being in the bed in the room watching uh, Mickey cartoons like they would play like the classic cartoons. I just remember watching that like scared out of my mind um, but that was my grandpa. He was probably I don't know maybe he believed it but I definitely thought it was real. That's one of my main memories uh, of staying at Dixie Landings. And that's pretty much all I have for this week's episode, Port Orleans Riverside. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you've stayed there and you like it, it's your favorite, let me know. If you haven't stayed there, um, just give me your thoughts, give me some feedback. You can find me on Instagram, Disney World Today. Before I end it, though, I did want to say... I'm currently uh, driving home from work and it popped into my head and I made a TikTok about last week about, um, I did like top five souvenirs that nineties kid remembers. And one of them on the list was the Mickey mouse antenna toppers. If you guys remember those, if you're old enough, you probably remember those. You probably had a bunch of them. I know I had a bunch of them. Do you guys just remember how cool those antenna popper toppers were? Like, I had, like, a regular Mickey one. I had a, a Sorcerer Mickey one. 
I think I had a Mickey one with a graduation hat. I think I had a couple other themed ones, a Christmas one maybe. But, like, my family had them. And it was just so cool to put them on your car. And then, like, what, what sparked it is I was driving today on my way home, and I saw one. And I was like, wow, you don't really see those too often anymore. You know, I think a lot of times it's because, you know, cars nowadays don't have, like, the big classic antennas. I know mine doesn't. Um, but I was like, wow, like, those antenna toppers. Like, I literally just made a video about them. I just saw one in the wild. Just pretty cool. And just kind of reminded me, like, you know, it's a, it's a cool feeling when you see someone with like Disney stuff on their car, whether it is the antenna topper or a bumper sticker or some sort of sticker. Uh, it's always kind of cool to see like another Disney fan out there. I always kind of just want to like give them a wave and be like, hey, I'm a huge Disney fan too. Like you know how um, like Jeep people or motorcycle people have like their own little wave. Like we should have like a Disney wave when you pass someone on the highway with a Disney sticker. But that's what was on my mind, and I figured I might as well just record it right now while I'm driving. I just saw it, uh, the old antenna toppers. But that's all I got for this episode. Find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Disney World Today. My DMs on uh, Instagram are always open. Feel free to stop by and say hi. Let me know what you think of the show. If you have ideas for the show, topic ideas, top ten lists, anything like that, let me know. Next week's episode, I believe, is going to be another one courtesy of you guys when you guys reach out to me on instagram with a with a really cool idea also if you can hit that subscribe button leave me a rating and a review if you do write me a review over on the uh, itunes page if you're listening on your iphone i'll give you a shout out on the very next episode and new to spotify if you'd like to support me support the podcast um, you could do so make a monthly contribution the link to do that is on my spotify homepage or in my Instagram bio. But that's it for this episode. That's all I got. Uh, I'm a busy, busy dad nowadays, so that's why you know, this outro is a little shorter, why I'm probably just recording it while I'm driving instead of finishing it uh, at home. Um, our son is going to be one month old already, which is crazy. I can't believe how fast it's going, but got to get home, take care of him, take care of mom. So you guys have a good rest of the week. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. And uh, if you're going to Disney, if you're at Disney, I'm extremely jealous. And, uh, you know, send me some pictures on Instagram. All right, that's all I got. Always remember, it all started with a mouse.